One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready? <clears throat> Push up button. Yes. I'm disappointed we're playing this music and not your most rugbyest time of the year song, no, I JB. I can't believe I lost it. Lost it. Uh, it's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. This podcast, the second in your feed this week. Hit subscribe and they'll all be downloaded straight to your phone so you can enjoy them all. If you're wanting to hear about the Premiership and all the other stories in the Rugby Week, we've done that already. It's in the feed. Uh, this one is about the Six Nations. Our preview in the most rugbyest time of the year. Um... Phil, it's, it's a special time of year, isn't it? Always. It's always exciting because the days are getting a bit longer, getting a bit lighter at night. It is. A little, it? little bit warmer. Bit. Just hints just hints of what the possibilities that could be there and the Six Nations starts. I the, love the Six Nations. These are my fondest rugby memories, Six Nations. Not for the actual Six Nations itself, but the memories I have been at the rugby club, finishing the game and then watching Six Nations. And... I used to think Wales had it better because when I was playing for Colwyn Bay we'd actually have these weeks off completely so we could all get together and watch the rugby mm. and I think it works better in England where you play and then you enjoy it afterwards as well, a group of mates Yeah, if there's a so if you play at say 2.30 or 3 o'clock and then there's a 5 or half 5 kickoff. Perfect. Well, quite often yeah. clubs go, oh, Six Nations, we'll do a 1pm kickoff. Early, earlier kickoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they do. Well, I, you know, in my formative years the drill was very much meet at limb services, get in a car with two mates from North Wales and then get to Cardiff as quick as you could. <laughs> so if you finish work at five, you hopefully you're in the car for half six. As quick as you could, you could be on the beers in Cardiff for eight uh, Careful. Sometime that night. Sometime that sometime, night. Yeah, yeah, not too late. That. Yeah. And the two guys in the back seat were, could easily devour a whole crate of beer by the time you got there. <laughs> Wonderful. Is I actually it? remember, and some of my real fond, formative rugby memories are watching Five Nations. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I remember when it became Six Nations when I was in so school. So it was, sure. was, it, was it 2000? The, yeah, it was the first. Well, I remember my school took a, a bus from North Wales. I'm sure they went to watch Italy versus Scotland. That was the first Six Nations game. Oh. Was it not? I, I would not go to Italy on a bus. It's like those people that went to watch Liverpool in. Oh. Where was it? Oh, so, so Turkey. Of, well, the Turkey. Oh, the, one, yeah, this one, is one of the I work with. Oh, yes. He, so flights were like a thousand pounds. They played in um, Kiev. Kiev, that's Ukraine. It. I'm not sure well, they'd be doing that. Ever, have you noticed everyone started um, saying, oh, it's Ki- Kiev. Kiev. Like KYIV yeah. now. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gibbs. In- interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah. So he went. It was a thousand pounds for flights, and he just couldn't afford it. But he had tickets to the game. So for two hundred quid, at six a.m. on Thursday morning, he boarded a bus at Anfield, oh drove God. all day through England, then got the Channel Tunnel all day through France, all day through. Um, through Germany oh, God. got to Warsaw I think the Friday af- mid-afternoon on the Friday had a few hours in Warsaw oh the, ga- like, the, ga- like, the gastro yeah. of the world I think he got a pizza hut in Warsaw on his release after 36 hours in a bus had a oh, pizza hut in Warsaw got back on the bus all night Friday all day Saturday and got to the stadium like an hour before kickoff. no watched the game an hour after so 
an hour before kickoff, he got to the stadium. An hour after full time, he gets back on the same bus and travels for another fifty right. something hours. That driver is a legend. The I think there was three or four of them to make yeah, the, good, the, good. the journey work. So, a friend of ours, <sighs> his dad. Uh, well, we don't know what his dad does, but let's call him a spy because that's what everyone calls him. Um, he travelled. Was it for Christmas? He oh, but was it back, drove from, back from Bulgaria. From Bulgaria in a taxi, but because the Bulgaria to where did they go to? Like, I'm not sure. It, it was like thousands and thousands of miles overland. Literally thousands and thousands of miles overland because it's so long. Him and the taxi driver just shared the just shared the driving. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'd love to do. know the cost of... I, I, well, a Bulgarian... This, this is probably like the early 80s. Yeah, it was a during Bulgarian, the day. Oh, Bulgarian right, yeah. taxi driver in the early 80s. It probably wouldn't have been that expensive. You'd probably have paid him like, with fresh milk or something. <laughs> and a chicken, a live coffee, chicken. coffee. Like, like, annual salary on that one yeah. gig. Yeah. Yeah, it probably wasn't far off. He probably waved, waved that fellow off t- with tears in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See you later. It was like Bulgaria to, I want to say Romania or somewhere. Or something no, oh, I think it's much further than that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, uh, uh, so yeah, going to Cardiff is a similar sort of distance. On the Bul- Bulgaria, <laughs> if they take rugby seriously, they'll be great because they've got some powerful fellas. They most certainly have. Uh, last one on this. Here's a cool place to watch uh, your Six Nations if you are in the area. London Welsh Rugby Club. They've got a little marquee, and last time I went there, you couldn't actually buy tickets on the door or online. You actually had to phone somebody up and give you bank details, and they'd post, not bank details, card details, and they'd post you the tickets, and I'm sure that that has changed. But that was the year Mike Phillips scored, Wales, what are you doing? Wales, what have you done? Or whatever it was. And the Grand Slam was won. Mm. Mm. When was that? About 2011? I think it was Gatlin's first Grand Slam Because all of the Ospreys played 2008? Is that? Maybe, yeah All of the Ospreys played Except for Mark Jones No, no The winger, Mark Jones mm-hmm. And Stephen Jones, maybe No, no, it wasn't Stephen Jones Because the halfbacks were from the Ospreys and There's one other guy There's one other guy Hmm uh, Is everything okay, JB? Got an error message. No, we look okay. We'll just carry on for now. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, Six Nations 2022. Um, can I just say what what I love about the, the the fact the Six Nations comes around? The the broader media suddenly take an interest and start writing stories like this. I've got a. Um, let me just read you the, the the first bit from the Daily Mail. It's uh, the headline, Eddie Jones warns Scotland that England are coming for them ahead of the Six Nations Hmm. clash. Uh, And it starts like this. Eddie Jones has lit the fuse on a fiery build-up to the start of the Six Nations by warning Scotland his England players are coming for them and saying he expects to get abuse at Murrayfield. Um, The coach has upped the ante ahead of the Calcutta Cup in Edinburgh next weekend, saying... Wait for it. This is what Eddie Jones is saying. This is what this whole article is based around. The coach is up the ante ahead of the Calcutta Cup in Edinburgh next week, saying his young squad will relish the challenge. What? What? That has really lit the fuse. Oh, my word. Stop it. Stop it now. I love it. Ridiculous. Um, But the Calcutta Cup, I want to start there because this is massive. And Scotland are Eddie Jones' bogey team. They really are. Yeah. Well... They play, they've played some nice rugby against him. That's uh, a fair thing to they, say. They've, they've played won nice one of the last four Calcutta Cup games. Yeah, they've played some nice rugby, like the comeback in the 37-all draw. Got um, They've also played some hard rugby, like the win, was it last year or the year before, in bad conditions, yeah, where they ground out a really, really physical win. I don't know where to stand on England, really. I mean, I've always said I say this every year and my stance will never change England should be the best rugby team on the face of the earth except for maybe France or South Africa maybe those three should sort of rotate based on their player depth um, there's, yeah. there's two areas back row centre partnership go Phil Ooh, back row Curry Laws and oh some um not particularly nice, nice. Well, forget about Laws because he's he's he he won't be playing. Definitely, he's done. So he's been doing HA, HA 
return to play, hasn't he? He'll be. I don't think you'll see him until at least the third game. That's why. That's what I'd say. Interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, Underhill's not in the squad, but there's some tough news for Underhill. Um, last couple of weeks, why was that? He's having an extended break because he's had four concussions Good in God. eight months, uh, which is not good. No, that's the official. Yeah, officially not good. That is definitely not good. Um, but so, oh God, Curry, Laws, Do, Curry, and so Laws. If he's if he's fit, if not, not. Um, see if, if not, I'd be saying. Well, move um, Itoji to six to do the Laws rule yep. and, and put in one of Launchbury or Cruis. But obviously neither of those two are available. Or, so yeah. Itoji has to play in the second row because the other second row, so Johnny Hill and Itoji will play. And then behind them, you've got Charlie Yules and Ollie Chesham. So you've not got really... I go Chesham before Yules every day of the week. Really like Every single day of the week. Unless... Unless, because um, Ezekwe is in the squad now, because he got called up, unless they do that, but I wouldn't have thought so. It's not as... Yes. Suddenly, we've got all these incredible back row talents and, and stuff, and, and the second row particularly, we said uh, we said on the other podcast, we're missing Launchbury and all crews, uh, but yeah. it doesn't look as great no. now. So let me fix this for you. So Curry's in the back row. Curry, Curry definitely. And I'm saying Don Brandt's number, number eight. With, with the, what's available, if, if Laws is definitely out... I would probably go uh, Curry at six, Simmons at seven, Don Brand at eight. Wow. I, I, I would, and then Barbary on the bench. Wow. I would say... That's so that, explosive. That, that, I think... Curry... That's, with what's available, I think that's, that's what I'd do. The problem you got there Ludlum, is you, you're missing out on. Yeah, Ludlam in the squad, Izzyquay's there. Chesham, Chesham could do it, but... Didn't I'm not Ludlum, sure I'd want him to start Ludlum at six. at Murrayfield when England narrowly won in some bad conditions. Didn't he score the? Didn't he score the winning try. The one win under Eddie Jones that Scott that England have had. Mm. I seem to remember, or am I remembering the one where Scotland narrowly won, but Lewis Ludlam scored? Scored anyway. Who, yeah, who knows? Now, just on the England squad. George Martin was playing for Leicester today, so he's obviously not in there. Yeah. He's not. He wasn't in the squad. Well, that sort yeah, of yeah. throws me completely. Yeah. Is he, is he going to start Chesham or Ezekwe? It's possible. Chesham, if, for me. if Laws is out, he, he could do. That's a big But un- that. Unless he moves um, Yules to the second row and puts mm. Itoji at six, which I can, I can see that happening. Sadly, I can as well. Because mm. I'm no, you know, I think Jules is a perfectly adequate player, but he's no international in my book. Mm. Actually, let me re- let me just rephrase. He's, he's that. a tight at eight. He's packed down at eight. Exactly, exactly. Um, let me just rephrase that on Jules because I heard Austin Healy say something this week which s- struck a chord with me on England centres, and he was talking about twelve trees. And Eakin said, "Why do you think he? Oh, was it? Was it? Alistair? It was Nick Mullins. Was it, was it Nick who did all of them? Yeah." Did no oh, so he, No, he did. Uh, oh no, because he did Newcastle, yeah, 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 it was Nick, right? And Nick said, um, "Austin, tell me about his England career. Well, why didn't he go further? Austin just wasn't good enough." And I thought, "Yeah, that's a typically blunt but accurate answer from Austin." I thought, "No, actually, that's probably not right, is it? Because what Twelve Trees highlights to me, Twelve Trees could is an international centre. He's definitely an international centre." But he's just not for England. So he could have been, you know, he could have been an international for, England, for Wales for like 40, 50 caps. But that also means Austin, Austin's answer is, is 100% because he's English. Yeah. So, But what, in my mind, it does is it highlights the problem that England have is because they've got so, so many riches. Yeah. They can't really afford to stick with a guy who's underperforming. And you end up with just this huge churn of really excellent players and nobody settling down. Well, which is why we pointed out a few weeks ago England have only got two players with over 100 caps Yeah, uh, in the men's team, of course. Yeah, of course. Jason, Jason Leonard and Ben Youngs. But then, they're the only two who've, who've made it because there are. there's always the embarrassment of riches and there will always be someone competing for that spot. But then the problem comes when you get Stuart Lancaster. He's like, yeah, obviously I can see his problem, boys. Let me only pick these these same guys over and over again. And then he gets absolutely barracked and goes out in the... Uh, I still maintain he did a good job and a necessary job because you've got to remember what came before Stuart Lancaster. I don't think I agree. Well, Eddie Jones... <laughs> yeah. would, Eddie Jones uh, d- I, I, built upon the foundations which Lancaster yeah. laid. I think... Well, I, I, mean, I, th- yeah. I think you could have... You didn't have to have Stuart Lancaster... 
but I think he he was of long term benefit to England yes. because I, I totally agree those foundations were laid by Lancaster. I yeah. have a different interpretation of this story. So anyway, well, we don't um, need to go over that. We've got, we've got yeah. as many, many many podcasts which you can find in our as, feed. And as my um, analogy to sale. Lancaster is to Diamond as Eddie Jones is to Alex Anderson. You mean the other you, way around? You mean, you mean to... Lancaster is, like, Lancaster, Lanca- is to uh, Eddie Jones. Jones, uh, Lancaster is to Jones what... Sorry. Y- what Diamond is to Sanderson. Yes. I'm not having that. I'm not having that in a million years. <laughs> he, he laid the foundations, years. but he wasn't good enough. I, I'm not having that. <laughs> not having that either. They're very... They're, it's just different. It's different. It's different. It's different. It's, I won't you can well, see there's well, definite which, parallels. There's definite parallels, and they built. There are upon, no parallels. They, they built upon what was already. They, they built upon what was already there. But uh, by definition, it, Stuart Lancaster didn't get out of the World Cup pool. Eddie Jones went to a final. Steve Diamond didn't get into a playoff. Alex Anderson, because of COVID. Alex Anderson did one COVID game. <laughs> <laughs> <of> whole career. <laughs> Uh, the, right. the, the idea, just so you know, the idea of Stuart Lancaster and Steve Diamond being in any way analogous, I think both men have. Well, no, it's the, it's the relationship, her- though, because it's not yeah, their, yeah. it's not that they're analogous to one another. It's the relationship. I tell you what is analogous. analogous: Eddie Jones to Steve Diamond and Stuart Lancaster to Alex Anderson. They've just inverted. <laughs> I can the see success, the I success can see follows, what you're yeah, success follows. Poor performance, though. Right, so it, it, England's back five in the scrum is clear as mud at the minute, and I'm, yes. a, bit, I'm a bit concerned now. I look at that, to be honest. Yeah, I'm. Chesham's a quality player. I wouldn't have any problems with him. Yeah, Although, an yeah. international debut in Edinburgh in the Calcutta Cup. Yeah, you'd want him coming in, wouldn't you? Yeah, off the back of a really successful trophy-winning campaign, and he's established himself as like. The, like, the go-to guy, and, mm. yeah, and, in the and same this, way that Don yeah. Brunt has, and this kind of highlights the how odd how odd it is. Perhaps Chesson, really talented guy, versatile, but you've already got George Martin in that position. He's been in and around the squad, mm. and with an injury now to Courtney Laws, or um, mm. with Courtney Laws, you, you suddenly go really George Martin. <laughs> Chesham, if there's not a lot to choose between them, would you not rather have the guy that you've been working with and on? Mm. Although it is nice to see Nick Ezekwe potentially get another chance. Because yeah. his, his debut, minutes? yeah, 32 minutes? T- yeah. South Africa, Shepherd's Court. Was it 16 minutes? I, I think it might be less, th- less than 30 minutes. But I could be, yeah. I could be getting him confused with uh, Luther Burrell or Tamina Harrison. Now, did he come off for Brad Shields? Because no Brad Shields went second row. Yeah, so if Brad Shields went second row. I assume it's Pizikwe because if it was Harrison, he'd have just replaced Harrison like for like. Mm. Harrison got the shepherd's crook in Australia, and Luther, and Big Luther. Yeah, dearie me, dear, yeah. dearie, dearie me. So I'm a little bit concerned ab- about that. The back row about, yeah. about the back row. Um, but fine, we'll just part of that centre partnership. I'm going to say, just leading off with the players available. Uh huh. I think the way England finished the game against South Africa is the way they should start against Scotland. That's Mark Atkinson? Nope. Oh, was it not? Nope. When Manu Tuolangi went off... Yep. Henry Slade went to 12. Oh, you're right, yeah. Uh, so you're saying... Uh, yeah, because I think Farrell already injured himself the week before. Yeah, yes, so it was Smith, right. Slade... Marchant played 13. Marchant played 13. Marchant well, March- March- started on the wing... Yes. But when Manu came on, I'm just looking at it now, Malins went onto the wing, March moved to 13, Slade moved to 12. So I'm saying Slade is 12. Yeah. So, uh, and a lot of people are talking about, and I love Mark Atkinson, a lot of people are talking about Atkinson being that big guy like Esther Hazen is for Smith. I don't like this. But I, I oh. think Slade's got it in him. Well, and his defence okay. is solid. Two things on this, right? Mark Atkinson is a bigger man than Slade. Like, he's taller. I, I do not believe he plays rugby like a big man he like, doesn't play like no, Esther Hazen so anybody who's saying to you look at Esther Hazen look at Atkinson they're delusional this is not the same player they well, do I, not play the I've, same I've said that a couple of times no you haven't you didn't mean <laughs> it anyway right that's just not what they do like they're different they're complete, uh, Atkinson's all about soft hands dis- distribution you know he uses his size Esther Hazen's got soft hands he does have he, beautiful hands he has lovely but, hands no, you know, but that's, think, that's his 
His go-to is Route 1. Yeah. But he yeah. can also use Route 1 yeah. as a foil for... Yeah. He smashes over people and then he offloads. Whereas Mark Atkinson will take it to the line and then he'll use his go-go gadget arms, just reach around and then pass around the back. And or, yeah, lovely free. distribution out the back yeah. to someone putting... Which is actually more how um, Farrell plays when he's playing in the distributing role as 12. Yeah, I, um, I have no doubt that Atkinson will be fine. I think, I think the bigger difference in the two might be the on, on defence... On defense. Um, I say the two. I'm talking about Esther Hazen, not Farrell. Uh, like Esther Hazen is a little bit more robust in defence compared to Atkinson. Yes, so, that is that is definitely true. And, and Marcus Smith does sometimes need that robustness uh, yeah. on both sides of him. And so Farrell's out. If Marchant is unavailable as well, we... who Marchant is definitely going to be unavailable okay, because so, he is so now who, going into who isolation. Are the, who are the options? Um, so. You've, we're back where we are with the back row. Well, you've got Atkinson and Slade are the two main available. Okay. Um, you've then got Luke Northmore. Okay. Who never played for England before. No. You've got, I mean, Orlando Bailey was named as a utility player. No. 10, 15, possibly centre. I don't think that's going to happen. Eddie, yep. Eddie's talked about Jack Noel potentially being a 13. Jack Noel could be a 13. Um, you also mentioned Tommy Freeman he's injured he's injured his hamstring so he's out Ollie Hassel Connellins is big and strong enough but no. doesn't play there nope. so it's you, you, God, you've not got that many I, I, I honestly I'm Scotland are going to win Scotland really are winning got, you've really I'm not got that many really I'm really worried I'm so glad I don't care about international rugby <laughs> I'm and really I, worried. If, if I really Phil, are you looking at this as I am? I, I'm looking at it as an opportunity for all the boys to get experience in different positions. <laughs> well, great diplomatic. <laughs> I tell you um, if I, but yeah, I'm. I'm I, th- I think even with a full strength squad, Scotland are a very good team. So I, I think right, it, okay, it would I, be a it would be a 55-45 if England had a full squad. So this, I, I definitely think this pushes it in um, in Scotland's favour. He's going. At, he's going to be Atkinson Slade from those then. Probably, I, th- I think Atkinson Slade is the most likely. Uh, if, I, I if, could if see Marchant was about. I'd have gone Slade Marchant. Yeah, which is how they finished. They're quite similar, aren't they, in what they do? Yeah, you'd want. Um, um... But then, yeah. That'd so if, if you have those two, the question then comes: Well, so in the Six Nation, Six Nation in the Ultimate Nationals, Manu started the first game on the wing. Then he came in um, to the centre. But then got injured almost yeah. immediately in the eighth minute, scoring his try against South Africa. So obviously he wants he wants a body to carry. And in the past, he's used Teo, he's used Ollie Lawrence. Um, <laughs> so he's going to want someone to carry. So no. is is there anyone who can do it? And the, yes. the two that strike me would be Noel or Ollie H- Hassel Collins. You're mad, Phil. You, uh, you missed one. Well, um, the. Barbary or Simmons? Barbary. So put so legitimately Barbary. I was thinking maybe Barbary and Simmons are the centre partnership. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. Well, he, it does potentially. If you need certain jobs fulfilled within a game, it does lend a bit of strength to your Simmons and Curry and Dombrant back row. Yeah, or Simmons Curry Barbary. Barbary has so, actually played thirteen. Yeah. Stop it! Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but, but like, it could. I mean, Eddie Jones has said he wants um, utility oh, players and he wants hybrid players, as he's described I'm not them. Happy and about referenced this. referenced Jack Noel as potentially playing flanker, or Simmons as potentially playing I mean, centre. What is the difference between Barbary and Manu playing thirteen? Uh, he's, he's actually nearly a stone heavier than Manu. Barbary. So he's better, is what you're so saying. So he's, he's uh. more more of the same. So. Who, who I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work this out. Who isn't in the squad that could make me feel not like we're not going to win? Well, in the centres, not there's not many. No, there isn't. Who would you bring in? Like, For everything you say about England yeah. having incredible depth and quality, in some positions we don't. Well, you could inside centre being being the one. You could go Billy Twelve Trees. Have some hill. You, you see what I mean? Uh, you, yeah. could ha- uh, you could have Dingwell. Ke- Kelly. Uh, yeah, Dan-, Dan Kelly's a nice Dan player. Ke- Dan Kelly is a nice player. 
Uh, he's worked on his passing range. Yeah. I, I think I think he won't be that far off having a, an England. Well, he's not that far off. You're not that far off right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ollie Lawrence. Or, yeah, that's a weird one. I thought there'd be room for him. Yeah, JJ could come back in potentially. Yeah. Um, oh, shame about that Redpath fella because he'd be useful right, right now. He would be handy. He would be handy. Yeah. A Jomo. Oh, don't don't play with my heart. Is Ben Teo still playing in? So there's some wolves. Slade twelve, a Jomo thirteen. No, a Jomo no. starts at twelve. Slade can go to thirteen. Whether Jomo's got the defensive capability oh, or not, man, I don't I'm know. scared. I'm worried. I'm really, I'm really worried. Give Max a call. Uh, looking at uh, looking at Scotland as well, they're legit. I mean, I'm I'm really excited. Let's let's talk about it. Well, the, the the telly in the build up is just going to be Finn Russell, Marcus Smith. Yeah. Understandably so, they are box yeah. office. And they're com- they're comparable in the way that they play as well. Well, they are going forward. I don't think they are defensively. I don't think they are decision making wise. Actually, oh no, yeah, they're, they're not the same player. Yeah, but they de- there's definitely comparisons to be made there yeah. with their talents. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah that is fair. Um, uh, what, what about Scotland squad? So obviously Hogg Hog will be around as the captain. He might he might be there or thereabouts. The the, the pack. See, this is, again, this is the difference, isn't it? They can get players and sort of work with them until such a point that they're very comfortable as a combination. They've got options in several positions. There may be a prop or two light in the whole squad. I, th- I think that's fair, because WP Nil, as good a player as, as he has been... WP Nil. He's 35 now. Put his current prime, isn't he? Maybe, maybe another few years until if he gets on your CrossFit routine. Exactly, he's got two more years until prime. He's had a, he's had a lifetime of growing up, um, eating those porridge oats, and he'll be all right. Running around the Highlands, he'll be fine for a couple more years. Xander Dun- Ferguson is legitimately a wonderful tight head prop. Yeah. Beyond that, Roy Sutherland is also a very good loose head prop, and then it, it does get a little bit weaker. The, the front row yeah it does they've, they've got very good hooker options really good hooker options yeah. McAnally George Turner Ewan Ashman yeah. are good very good players Matt Bergman right. can't even get in and he's great as well mm. so Ewan Ashman right now would be a great option for England a great option well, hooker. England aren't worried about hookers yeah hookers England are doing okay locks Locks, locks, and centres. How is England short on locks of all yeah. the positions? Of all the positions, La- launch pre cruise. Yeah, get cruise back. Um, but yeah, the Scotland squad is is not bad. Good options at lock. Great options in the back row. Um, interestingly, you mentioned this on the last podcast. There's only one named fly half in the squad. In Finn Russell. Finn Russell. Because the With second them. fly half is not Adam Hastings, it's Brer Kinghorn. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and then presumably, if those two go down, then Cam Redpath would be yes. asked to step up. Cam Redpath. Like, I did not rate him at sale. I, well, it's hard to rate anyone from Bath, actually. But he does look There's, a much better player in Bath. He's only played the last couple of games, hasn't he? Because yeah, he was he, out for... Eight, he just eight, has nine these months. little touches of magic. Like he seems to be un- be able to unlock things. Yeah, he's got such fast hands and good distribution. Like his pass for the uh, it was Wilmore's second try. There's one week, he scored. It? It was lovely. I say he scored. I can't remember if he offloaded for it or dummied for it <laughs> against Newcastle. Stop. Maybe last season or this season. Just it's just a wizard when he wants mm. to. Be. He's like ninety five percent boring right decision making and five percent <laughs> magical. <laughs> so after all that. JB, you're not an Englishman, so you're not blinded by uh, Tim, Tim and my despair. Just to pick up what you said, just to, the, when you look at the the back line, it's so settled and so solid. They got some. They've got some nice options. The uh, the Scotland back line is, yeah. Russell, Johnston, Harris. Yeah, and then if you get rid of those, you have got Mark Bennett. Um, Hutchinson comes in. Yeah. No, no, not even a place for Hugh Jones, who's been playing some nice stuff. Yeah, his feet. His on feet. Friday, l- my oh, God, awesome. And then the, the, they're great in the back three. Yeah. Oh man, Duane, oh, Darcy Graham. You've got to be on your, on your horn, and you've got to be on, your, on, your, on, your, on, your, on your metal in the backs because if they start Harris, he will he will mess you up. 
Yeah. He'll mess you up. Not, not with massive smashes so much. Getting in your passing channels, intercepting the ball, being in places that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be. You've got to be very smart around Scotland that Scotland are... Um, I don't want this to happen. Scotland are winning this one. Hmm. I'd be happy to see it. It'd be, it'd be wonderful for our friends north of the border. What's your prediction, JB? They're in Edinburgh. Correct. Is that right? Yes. Show me the teams, but... <laughs> I think you're so afraid to predict anything these days. I need to see the teams um, because, like, you don't, you never know. Yeah, we were, we're doing this a week in advance. Of course, we need to see the yeah. teams. Uh, I think England. I still think England. The thing is, I don't watch. In fact, I say I don't watch enough URC. I've seen precisely zero URC this year. So you didn't see Ulster's wonderful win this weekend against Scarlets. Didn't even know they played. Um, oh, so God. it's hard to say, isn't it? I see them occasionally in, in Europe. So if they're not playing their Premiership players. Yeah, it's hard to know what they're about. They will be playing their Premiership players. And how many of them, them do they have? Baron, Baron's not, not there. Hastings is, isn't there. Red, Skin- Redpath and Harris. Hoggy. Skinner. Duan van der Merwe. Skinner. Uh, ben White. Is, Nathan Hines. Is a Premiership player. No Nathan Hines. No. Andy Christie. Josh Bayliss. Andy Christie's a cool player. Sam Skinner. Johnny Gray. Rory Sutherland yeah. So quite a lot I, I, You and I've, Ashman I've maybe been getting yeah. down on You can almost England. pick a premiership I actually think that Scotland are going to win this now no, I've, <laughs> I've, been bit, I've been getting a bit down I still think Scotland will edge it But I've been getting a bit down maybe on England And actually I'm thinking about it We've still got Luke Cowan Dickey is going to just rip it up You've got Marrow in the, in the pack um, um, Bevan Rod Genji You like that? Gen, yeah Gen, Genj Genj Cowan Dickey and Marrow is And Ben And and Tom Curry. What about Sinks? That, that is a ferocious. What, what about Sinks? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just picking those four. In your pack, you've got Genge, Cowan Dickey. Hang on. Itoji and Curry. That is frightening. But you just go from the. You, you just go so actually, I feel much better. Forget it. Eng- just look at the front row. England. I, legitimately, can you think of a more dynamic carrying front row in the world than those three? Genge, Cowan Dickey, and Sinclair. Yeah. I mean, if they hit, if they hit the heights that they can. Christ, they get over the game. They they look at a game line and they get over it. I'd be more worried about the scrum struggling, actually. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed with that. Which is why um, I wonder how they'll do Marl again. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what back line he goes for because of the... We kind of hinted at it before, but the way that the back line set up in the autumn with Manu on the wing one game and then Marchand on the wing the next game and then Malin's coming in and playing a bit of everywhere and Slade playing at 12 or 13 but sitting in the backfield most of the game... Uh, two playmakers with often it was Farrell being first playmaker for Smith coming around the back and then Smith coming for Farrell um, albeit I think that combination only really happened in the Australia game Malin's going to start injuries. a back I've decided that now I've started, decided in my mind that Malin's Stewart, Stewart pretty Steward. Steward. and hear me, out, hear me out here I, th- I, I, I think Malin's should start because he's such a good player but where where, where are you going to yeah. find room for him hear me out right this is why Malin starts Malin starts because of the almighty churn in the England squad looking for the right combinations. And the one guy you know you can trust to perform in any scenario, in any position, is going to be Malin's. I think he starts just for that reason. That's now, why he's number 23, generally. No, I, think, yeah. I, think, I, I actually would consider starting him on the wing with, with Noel on the other. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure he starts. I, in fact, I'm going to lay but down... Fullback, we're saying he'll start fullback, because that's not going to happen. Well, he's only going to start at 13, I don't think, because... No, but Freddie uh, Stewart is wearing 15. Yeah, I think, I think Stewart has just made that his own. And because he's so tall and so good in the So where does so Malin start? Wing? Possibly wing with Noel. Wing, wings is, is shot to start, but... Um, Eddie Jones has shown for a long period of time he loves Johnny May. I put five on it. Now. Is he not out though? Johnny May's out. Is he? He's yeah. out of the tournament. Yeah, he is. That's, is why, Rad- so that's why Radwan and, uh, Liner, uh, called up and Liner are called up. I thought they were called up because of Marchant being positive. No, Mar- Marchant and May. He's, ma- he's made definitely out. Yeah. Whoa. I'm going to put a five with whoever will take it right now that Malin starts and he starts at fullback. At fullback. I'll, t- I, I'll, I'll take that bet. Because I think, there you go, Phil. I'll take it as well. I'll yeah. take that bet. I, I, not both of you. What we've got Next weekend in the podcast, you can you can make us a, uh, a whiskey sour or something. Wonderful, wonderful. And in I, the pod. I, yeah, I, well... When you lose that bet. I will not lose that bet. He'll start at fullback. Hmm. Yeah, I, because you want him on the field... It doesn't matter where he plays. He's oh sort of, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I've just Johnny May vi- faces specialist visit on knee yeah. injury. Yeah. So let me just update my spreadsheet. 
Johnny Me, uh, red. It's big. Dead. I love, I, don't you love it? Why have you got a spreadsheet? Don't you, you love fantasy it? rugby? No, just um, just I've just keep, got one. Just keeping tracks. Okay, that's Fine. that's two perfectly normal. That's absolutely perfectly normal behaviour. <laughs> that's two world class calibre players. I'm not saying they're at a world class level right now, but Farrell and May out is that's big. It is big. That's it big. Is. Okay. Um, okay. Right. Let's move sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, Scotland. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, um, oh, give, give me. I was going to say. Give Phil, me England. You you, give me okay. England. Okay. I think. I think. It's, I think it's fifty-five, forty-five, probably in Scotland's favour, but give me England. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a. It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Yeah. Who else is playing the? I know nothing about successions. Who else is playing this weekend? So the the opening game of the weekend is in Dublin. It's Ireland hosting Wales. Right, Ireland, I guess. I I, <laughs> I, I, I think Ireland. I think Ireland are going to win the tournament. I don't think Ireland or France. France. I think France are going to win the tournament. I think Ireland are going to come second. I mean, the way that Ireland played in the autumn, they played brilliantly against Japan, which you think maybe it's just a poor Japan team, but then they. The way they played against the All Blacks was—it's the best they've played for but years they get up and for years. The All Blacks, don't they? But they? They also get up exactly the halfway point between um, two World Cups, so they've peaked. They peak, and they're on the downward. Yeah, they, maybe yeah. The, so maybe second for this tournament as they continue to slide ahead of the next World Cup. Slide to an inevitable quarterfinal they, they in played, the World Cup. They were so good because they've had for, for quite a while. They've had a very tough, well-organized physical pack. And they've got one of the best um, starting front rows uh, oh, yeah. in the world, oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, right. Furlong, Kelleher and Porter are just class. Um, yeah, talk about ball-carrying, powerful yeah. front rows. Man yeah. alive. Awesome. But they also mixed, they wove into that physicality and the, the set piece this lovely running game and offloading game. Do you know what really, really gets me excited? Really, I mean, no, no, you don't understand, Phil. Really gets me excited. Um, tactical CrossFit apparel. Well, actually, yes, that does get me really excited. I hate that, by the way. <laughs> I love CrossFit. Anything olive green, I'm wearing it. <laughs> I, I love CrossFit, but stuff with its camouflage. I don't, go, I don't do camouflage. I'm not there yet. Cam- camo is a bit. Yeah, it's a little bit what? on the nose. It's the, a little bit of stolen valor that one. Yeah, yeah. Like I have some. Um, I have some of the wrist wraps because. And I, I accept camouflage. That. What urban camel? <laughs> no, I accept. I need to strengthen that, but quite often when when I'm lifting and stuff, I just like my wrist position is is weak. I definitely have never had that. So I have the wraps, but I will never ever. It's like well, I cycle, and I, I've got I've got a road bike, and I love cycling. But I've said I will never wear. Bib li- shorts. Lycra all well in done. The money stamps. I will them. never do it. So I've got a small problem. It, what's your small problem? So my small problem is I do CrossFit with a guy who is a legitimate ro- Royal Marine, and not only that, who's a very good Royal Marine. I don't. They're sure. all good. Yeah, but I can't tell you how I can't tell you anymore. I don't know. I don't know what I can say. You've you know, said too much already. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to die, right? But my <laughs> mate Jack is awesome at CrossFit, um, and also as a Royal Marine. So I could never get away with wearing camouflage. It'd just be ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Definite stolen valor. That. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But as for CrossFit, I will never <coughs> wear neoprene knee supports. 
Which they all do. They wear double, both yes. both knee knee pre knee spores. No, no, I won't do that. I won't wear wrist. Wra- I, I, no, that's not true. I would wear wrist wraps if I thought they looked cool enough. Just not, <laughs> I'm not following the right ones yet. I don't think any knee support, other than full Stone Cold Steve Austin knee supports, look good. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and camouflage socks is a weird one. Like, Love it. I'm into that. The CrossFit socks are weird. The, the, I've got so many CrossFit socks. The designs are terrible. <laughs> Oh no! I'm, I, I've got I've got a whole range of CrossFit socks. I've CrossFit got stash pink, is awful. I've got pink socks to go with my pink t-shirt. I've got olive green ones to go with my olive t-shirt. Uh, I've got some orange ones. I think orange is a good a good workout colour. You're there to work. You're not there to incorrect. Yeah, you're there to work. Working peacock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> working peacock. Uh, do, do you have some of the gymnastic over the bar uh, little things? Over the bar, little thing like the the, the oh the, the grips le- the leather gymnastics. Of course, grips. I've got grips. <laughs> Not an animal. Did you get some uh, carbon fiber? Or carbon fiber. Carbon, yeah, that's nice. right. You need some because when you don't, you, yeah, it you, makes one. Yeah, hell of a my hands are. You need to just toughen. Are a right mess. You need to toughen your hands up. That's what you exactly. need to do. So, so back to Wales, Wales Island. Island. Yeah, Wales so Island. What really, Island. Wales. What really excites me about Ireland and Leinster, to be fair, is when they line up their massive front row on a short side. And there's some some dorky little winger and centre mates trying to cover these three absolutely rampaging monsters who also have beautiful soft hands. Yeah. No idea yeah. if Cronin and Porter Cronin. And Kelleher. Uh, Kelleher or Furlong. Furlong, if they're going to do these little nice tip tip ons, or they're just going to run, but they just don't know what they're going to do. They just all they know is going to end horrendously badly for them. <laughs> it's brilliant, you know. It's one of the when Leinster do it, and I don't know if it's a planned move. I've seen it a few times. I don't know if they plan to do it, but it's just it's just so effective. But those names: Ryan, Burner, Marnie, Van der Fleer. Yeah, they're um, all good. But here's my theory: Caelan Dor- Doris. Caelan Doris. Conan. My theory is they're finishing. Conan. Oh man. Bottom half, fourth or fifth. No. Well, not this island team. I'm pretty sure they are. So that's the end of that discussion. They got a, they got a number of people in the pack alone. They got a number of people that are the best in their position. Yeah, in but the Six Nations. They're not battle hardened. They'd have, they'd, they'd have, particularly like Leinster. They've had one or two skirmishes in Europe. They don't play that much in the URC. The URC isn't a competition worthy of their talents at the moment, frankly. They're going to come into this, and the first game is going to be almost like a warm-up for them, whereas the English and the French are already battle-hardened and ready to go. Well, it's, it's a good job they've got a warm-up against... It's Wales. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Wales, in the past, have had just this array of um, ageing stars who, are getting the, who Wales are managing to get the best out of their career... There's not that many of them left. There's not. Oh, there's certainly not that many of them are fit for this tournament. No. So, no Ken Owens. Yep. No Alan Wynn. No um, Falatau. No Tipperick. Um, Warburton, is he around? No Warburton. Uh, no. No Lydia. Gareth Thomas? But Jarvis. Uh, there, Jarvis there, is there, there is. Gareth Thomas is in the... There is a Gareth Thomas in the squad. Oh, fantastic squad. news. Do you know where he plays? No idea. <laughs> He's a prop for the Ospreys. Oh, awesome. Well, but, go well. Shane Howarth. Shane Howarth is in there. <laughs> so, um... Cobain is in there. Brent Cobain. Yes. 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 <laughs> so I would not like to comment on what Wales are going to do because I don't know and no one does until they show up. The fact that the Champions is a complete... And, you know, how that happened, I still don't, I still don't understand 12 months on. So... Yeah, maybe they... I've got no idea. I, no, if anyone tells you they know what Wales are going to be like this year, I don't know. Maybe Wales will be fifth and Ireland fourth. Hmm. I can't believe you're putting Ireland that far down. Yeah. Well, there's only six places. And I think that Italy, Scotland... Italy sixth. Yeah. Italy Ireland are sixth. stacked. Yeah, I don't think they're They ready. are frightening. Uh, right. Scotland got loads of premiership-based players are ready to go. England and France. Those are your three teams. Those are yeah. top three of some sort. I mm. feel like I might have done England down because I've just I keep thinking about now. I keep thinking about Curry, Atoji, Cowandicki, and Genge. Yeah. Oh, they're frightening. But and, I, and Marcus, and Marcus Smith as well. Don't forget Marcus, Marcus Smith. Smith. He's going to be yeah, running the Ireland show. Yeah, I would kill for, for, for Marcus Smith. By the way, most teams would. To be fair, but yeah, Ireland. Johnny Sexton is still the best player, the best ten in Ireland. What would Marcus if Marcus Smith for was how much Scottish, longer? Marcus Smith was Scottish. What would they do? I don't know. Would he get in the team? Shirt number twenty-two. 
Yeah. yeah, Finn Russell probably would be starting ahead of him. Yeah, Finn Russell's got 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 the experience. Yeah, I, I don't. I, and probably if he was French, he might be he might be third choice for France. Wow, France. France. So how, how are we saying the Wales Islands games going? No oh, idea. Ireland. I think I think Ireland by Ireland, Ireland by. Two, um, two scores. Ireland by yeah, I was in Ireland by nine. Uh, it sounds right that Ireland would win. Wales are often it's so hard to call in Six Nations. W- Wales do; they always seem to step it up in the Six Nations. Yeah, regardless years of who's playing. and years and years again, and regardless of how badly they did in the autumn internationals, which and, is usually terrible. And it's normally um, inversely um, correlated with how horrible the regions are. So the more horrible the regions are, the They're more inciting. The better they do in well, the tournament, and maybe it is that the it's such a snake pit. They're so happy to be out of those exactly. eight weeks away from it. Yeah, weeks. no more awful URC, no more awful regions, we no get, more snake pit. Just eight weeks of play. eight weeks of driving uh, golf cars up and down the motorway. Exactly, partying in Cardiff. Drakeford's going to let us go you know, out of our hotel rooms for three hours a day, and even better, we might even get. You know, somewhere else and party <laughs> even better. What are Wales going to do with their centres? What because their their back three is ridiculous. Dan Bigger got, is just a legend. George North at thirteen, maybe. Is, uh, he, back, is he back? He's not back. No, yet. Not, I have no not, idea. So, so that their halfbacks are awesome. Their back three so, is awesome. Yeah, Liam Williams, Reece Summit, and Josh Adams. It kind of it kind of picks itself. The back That's three pretty good, isn't it? The centres. So JD two is. Fit and available. Not the player he was, but he's still great. He's Tompkins, Halaholo, and Watkin are the other options. Mm. So, I, you know, historically, I quite liked Watkin when, I, mm. uh, when he played. I like them all. I think they're all good. Good options. And then, I'd, I'd love Nick Tompkins in an England squad right now. You like Owen Watkin in an England squad? Right, mm. Yeah, right I know, now. but he's not English. But Nick Tompkins, <laughs> Nick <laughs> Tompkins is. He's, he's yeah. actually English. Played under twenties. Well, he? hey, fingers crossed, mate. With the new um, world, uh, uh, world rugby rules, <laughs> I was thinking about this um, just today, actually, because Freddie Burns presumably is now available for Ireland because he's not played yeah. for England since about 2015. Tell you what, he wouldn't actually be the worst option. <laughs> well, there but, is another option which we keep referring to for Ireland that they're not going to do, but they should do, and they should move on and find a way to have a certain other fly half exactly. uh, return to. It's not going to happen. I don't know. Look, if AJ McGinty shelves his um, <laughs> American ambitions... He's probably played in the last six months, though, hasn't he? Yeah, probably. Oh, he, d- he? he did, yeah. I think he played in... Because there was uh, World Cup qualifying games, wasn't there, last year. So he definitely played in the last six months. He wants to take care of it. He he doesn't want to give them any reason to take away his dual nationality American passport, which he got. Yeah, Mm. you don't want to. That that is a golden ticket right there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we're all saying Ireland. Yeah, comfortably. Although Wales are are great. Sitting on the fence. Okay. Are they in Dublin? Not. Yes. Oh, it's got to be Ireland. It has to be Ireland. And then the f- final game, which is on the Sunday, four o'clock kickoff. Well, I don't care. On Sunday. Because Italy are going to get panned. France host Italy. Absolutely. It's going you know, to be 40 points. If I'm going to have a France game against Italy, give it me the first weekend of the Six Nations. So I'm still excited about France. It, you know, it, there's nothing worse than being excited about a team and then finding out that they're playing Italy. Italy, France, first weekend, I will take it. I'm happy with that. The, the kits all look great. It will feel great in the stadium and stuff. But then the rugby will start, and, and the anthems are amazing. And France will Both be anthems are incredible, in and then it will just be a procession. Pratchino, sorry, not Pratchino. What Pano um, will be running in tries. Pano and Tamak Dupont are going to just. And then what's they've got some of the in- most incredible talent: Jaminet, Lebel, Villiers, Teddy and, and Thomas. The one, he's back the in the squad. Always, you always forget, and you can't believe he's still like mid to late twenties. Michelac, Fiku, Fiku, still twenty-seven. Ridiculous. Been playing for a hundred years. Twenty-seven. This this um, France squad is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's so much talent right across the like in every position. They're just some of the best players in Europe. And to make the point I've made a thousand times, they've brought in a a homegrown quota system for their 
domestic league sides. They've got three professional leagues now. There's a blueprint which works. Look at the results. Well, Look at the results. Well, that front squad is yeah. insane. Well, it's, but that's not results, actually. Yeah. If the squad is insane. The results aren't insane. The, the results, yeah, the <laughs> results are. It's insane how they haven't done better. Yes, correct. And they, I think they go into this tournament favourites. I think they're going into the World Cup at the moment favourites, but they've got to win stuff. Yeah, and they haven't done that yet. Yeah, so there'll, they, be, there'll be a bit of pressure on them to to win this. I, I think they are favourites for this, but there's pressure on them to actually get the results. Maybe we, we could watch this somewhere like Portugal. Or some such thing mm. watch the final I'm not bothered about watching France Italy I, I, if there's bo- a premiership game on I'll watch a premiership game I'm bothered about watching the final yeah, on the, the, final on the 19th on the 19th of uh, correct of March I'm going to watch the anthems of that one and then just have a little doze and watch wasps <laughs> yeah then watch yeah. wasps yeah. I think I'll do the same actually I'll still watch it I'm not I, I, uh, what's, the, what's the point in Italy being in this competition what revenue, fun, Tim. Don't it, be such a it, cynic. It is. It's revenue, and it's getting an opportunity to pick some fringe players. Well, it was that a, is the point of it. That is brutally honest. That's the point of Italy in the well, competition. At the, at the time, in, if, you, if we cast back to ninety nine, two thousand, it was genuine ambitions that, in the timescales that we've already had this twenty plus years, they would be able to make some some leaps from being. Uh, Poor Ruby Nation on the international stage. Not well, a tier two Ruby Nation to a tier one Ruby Nation. Let's, and, let's, let's budget so, as that. And it started out well, didn't they? Beat Scotland and France in their opening couple of years. And they had they've had some good results over the years, but you can probably count on one hand the number of times that they've not finished bottom. Yeah. So, Alan Dimmock, uh who now does the rock, and I think that really lifts the whole product. That actually, uh, was interviewing a Georgian fella, I think it's President of Georgia or something, or something. not the President. I was going to say, yeah, that's I mean, pretty cool. Yeah. I think he was, he was chatting to some guy in America, um, the, the uh, President? Joe, Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> about rugby, it was incredible. Um, and this guy said, yeah, if only we give more, um, if only we got more tier one chances, we'd be competitive in three or four years. Which is a nice thought, but we've seen it with Italy, think, yeah. and it's just not the... It's delusional, what happens. I think. Because Georgia, while they are a very good, they're a very good team. They got some very good players. When they do play Tier One nations, they spank. They too tend to get beaten up quite badly by the end of it. And what they've done with this latest squad is go, let's get the kids in. Yeah, and that is that 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 always you, works you, well. Uh, yeah, it always works well. The, the thought is, um, it it will pay off in the long run. I, I just don't think it does. Well, at this level, Italy, you, Italy are the current holders smashed. of the Rainbow Cup, so I, I think you should treat them with a bit more respect. Mm. The what cup? The Rayburn. Ray, the Rainbow. Rayburn. No, no, the the Rainbow. The oh, one. The yes, one the they, Rainbow Cup. They, yes, where they beat, like, the yeah, Mushroom yeah. Cup. Mushroom Cup, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, where Benetton very beat, high, beat the Bulls. Very highly coveted URC product. Very highly coveted. Yes, a very uh, good point. I really hope I look stupid by being down on England and being down on Italy. I hope Italy give up a really spirited uh, performance and England win. I just, uh, yeah, uh, I just don't know if it might not serve. If Italy got some really talented youngsters, would it not serve them better to be playing against Georgia? And developing in that because what are those kids going to learn by getting? There, there you go. You've don't just know. been absolutely smashed. That's with Tim. I don't know. By I don't even. I don't even wish to find out. Yeah. Well, Towers just ended you. Well, yeah. well done. <laughs> what can you tell us about the new Italy captain? Great question. Uh, presumably, he plays in Italy. He does, and presumably, he will play for one of their two teams. Because, he does. Uh, be ludicrous if he's playing for Parma. Uh, so, based on that, I think he is probably playing at Benetton. Correct. And he's almost certainly going to be a back row. Correct. Um, so, is he Italian heritage? Yes, he is. Um, yeah. And uh, the, he is distinct for not being Bramstein. I think that's fair to say. So <laughs> he's he not Bramstein. He's, good, he's not an eight. He must be a six. So, yeah, he's a very good six. The back, my, yeah, my my deductive reasoning is the Italian captain is a six, <laughs> who plays for Benetton. Yes, uh, I think he's a maybe a seven. But oh God, I've ruined it. 
Yes, but everything else was was accurate. And he's only twenty three. Yeah, I heard he's a young lad. Or did I just assume that? I, assume I think, that I think you I deduced that. Yeah, I deduced that. <laughs> Lamaro. Lamaro, yeah, Michael Lamaro. No, no, I, Michele. I, Michele. I don't know anything about him, so I wondered if you, as a massive, huge Benetton fan, yeah, I, would be able to tell what? me. I've not been watching as much URC this year as I, I as I should do. Well, because no, you pay your subscription every year to Premier Sports, I don't know why. and the, 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 the less games you watch, or the, the fewer games you there. watch. You... Do you know what Italy's world ranking is? No, thirteen. Oh no, they're up. They're up. They're up a place. Are they to fourteen? Fourteen. Pretty good, that. Yeah, behind, but they, behind Georgia. Uh, yeah, the, here's the interesting thing. So, if you're in the rugby championship or the Six Nations, those those are the two tier yeah. one tournaments. You really should be in the top ten because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're the ten. They're the ten yeah. teams. The, the teams that aren't in those competitions that Fiji, are above them. Fiji, Japan, Fiji, Japan, Georgia, Ge- and uh, USA. Samoa. No. Samoa? Nice. Yeah. Mm. Italy are below Samoa in the world rankings. Yeah. Mm. And they are just marginally ahead of Romania. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Now, Romania, Italy... I mean, look, there is, I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's, can we, let's just get it done with. Yes. Let's, let's get it finished. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Let's get it finished. I, I'm sorry, Sunday. If, if if, no, that's, that's absolutely fine. If, 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 it's just dawned on me. There's not going to be that much premiership going on o- over the Six Nations, and this is going to be my future for the next uh, m- <laughs> m- month and a bit. <laughs> we can talk about... We, we can do, do you remember when we had no uh, no games uh, last year when, it, when, when the world came to an end and we started talking about... Old international games. We should just talk about old Premiership games. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the famous six-three. Yeah, six-three. Oh, oh, we could, we could rewatch. Classic. Rewatch. Thing is, I will Bath be sale. in Bath three sale six. I will be into this tournament by week three when all storylines are developed and you know people are playing well and stars are born and all the rest of it. I just think at the very start of it. It's so different. It's so difficult to know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, well, and anyone who tells you that I can't imagine there's a single individual in the world who can watch enough rugby to tell you who's going to be good because the players are just too. You can, you can watch URC and Premiership. You can watch URC in France. You can watch France and, and England. I think it's almost impossible to know what every one of these teams. Oh, I forgot um, Italy as well. You know, it's URC. Almost, yeah. Well, yeah, URC, but like you know, a lot of people watch URC. And only watch the island provinces, or only watch the Welsh provinces, or you know regions, so on and so forth. So it is very, very difficult, and you don't know what you're going to see until I'd say week two. I'll just say one thing that I found a little bit depressing, and that is that the the launch of the 22, uh, 2022 Six Nations was done remotely on a, oh, on, on a Zoom call. Ugh. Did they have uh, hologram Alan Wynne Jones? That would have been great. I'd, I'd have been up for launch. the holograms. That would have been awesome. Uh, but final one uh, on on stash watch. I'm ranking Ireland at the bottom, mm-hmm. followed by England in fifth, Wales in fourth, Italy third, Wales second, France first. There mm. we go. I do like that French kit. Let's let's see the, the let's see the kits. Yeah, fine. France kits. Yeah, they look awesome. That, that, just that bright blue. And in the uh, 2022 Rugby Europe Championship... Now we're talking, yes. The Tier 2 Six Nations. Here we go. This week's fixtures are Romania host Russia. Awesome. Soviet rivalry. Um, Spain hosts the Netherlands, who are in the tournament this year. Good. Nice. In one of our favourite places to watch rugby, Madrid. I bet Netherlands don't lack locks. No, I bet they don't. Yeah. Uh, and Georgia host Portugal. Georgia. Which will be a big home win in 50,000 people watching Georgia crush smash Portugal. Portugal. Although Portugal, <laughs> bit of a renaissance last so, few years. So, um, stupid question. Where's Germany? Um, and not geographically, of course. Um, and where is Belgium? Um, let's have a look at last year's tournament. They must both be in the league below now. Germany, one of the best kits in world rugby. Yes, agreed on that. Yeah, so this the, is the best logo in 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 rugby anywhere. Dennis, 
hit me up, mate. Tell me where uh, Germany are and why Belgium aren't in the tier two six. So this is a two-year cycle because it counts as qualification. Right. It is, yeah. So Belgium uh, got relegated in twenty twenty, uh, and Germany must have been twenty nineteen. Yeah, Germany went down and Portugal went up in 2019. And we watched Germany in Marseille in an eliminator to qualify for... Well, it wasn't an eliminator. It was an eliminator for Spain, I think. So Spain had to beat Germany. Germany well, would that, never was, that was the repertoire. That was, that was... No, 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 no. In no. Marseille. The repertoire. Oh, sorry. In Marseille. No, that wasn't Spain. It Spain wasn't Spain. Through. Yeah, it was Germany. Germany. Germany played Hong Kong to go through to no, the Germany, no. Canada, Germany, Kenya, Germany, Canada, and Hong Kong were the four, and they were playing for the last spot in the That's World right, Cup. Yeah, and it was that weekend. So they've been playing for three consecutive weekends in Marseille, and that weekend um, only Canada and Hong Kong still had the chance to qualify, and Canada beat Hong Kong. Correct. And it was biblical levels of rain, and there were rats the size of dogs. I'll never go back to Marseille. I'll never <laughs> go back to <laughs> the, the, the European Cup finals in Marseille, and the shots they keep showing looks lovely. Yeah. I bet and I'm assuming I there must be amazing parts of Marseille that we just didn't go to. Look, I bet in the summer, parts of it are incredible. You can make Liverpool look good with certain shots. <laughs> you know, so. Liverpool's a cool city. Oh, big behave. <laughs> Some lovely parts of Liverpool. You did great. a pod. You did a pod on a stag do in, in Liverpool. I gave Liverpool a hard time last time I went down a, down an yeah. alleyway by a bin on yeah, yeah. the back of a KFC. Uh, I think I gave Liverpool a hard, a hard time. Actually, last time I went, it was awesome. And I love an hour. Awesome love an hour like in it. Liverpool. I like it. Right, that's it. Right. Perfect. Uh, there hope, you you're ex- hope you're as excited for Six Nations as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Strap in. It's going to be one hell of a ride. Let <laughs> <laughs> the boys do it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.